Tossed and driven on the restless sea of time, somber skies and howling tempests of succeed a bright sunshine in that land of perfect day. When the mists have rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God, ah, we will tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it better. of the things that life demands want of food and want of shelter thirsty hills and barren lands we are trusting in the Lord and according to his word we will understand it better by and by
tell the story. to you for a few minutes from the subject recovery through discovery recovery through discovery recovery is getting something back that we either lost forfeited or had taken away discovery has to do with our becoming aware of something that was always there but we have not yet understood or appreciated. At first thought, it would seem that the two have little to do with each other. But we find in this text that under certain circumstances, one can lead to the other. People say all the time, you can't miss what you never had. But there's a direct relationship between what we've lost and what we've not yet understood or appreciated. Consider our nation today as we are in the process of electing new leadership. It's clear that we've lost much in the way of opportunity, potential, and achievement. And any serious discussion of how we lost it must include a discussion of that which we never had. We've never had the moral integrity to live up to our principles. America was founded on the principle that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, which include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And yet, as those words were put to parchment, black people were defined as property, three-fifths of a person. Throughout our history, America has made it a practice to deprive certain races, ethnicities, economic classes, and nations the very rights that we claim for a small segment of ourselves. Now, this truth has spiritual significance, for our essence is not just physical, but it is also spiritual. And our identity is recovered when we discover our spiritual connection to God. Can I tell you that we didn't just happen? We were caused. God told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart to serve me. David declares our worth in the eighth Psalm when he says that God made us just a little lower than the angels, that God placed on us a crown of glory and honor, that God made us the rulers over all that he created. 
Yet because of sin, because of our inability to navigate negative conditions, we've lost what we had. And so we need to make a recovery. But for us to experience recovery, we need to make a discovery. We need to discover that which God has for us. I remind you that after God told Jeremiah that he had set him apart, he also said, when you look for me with all your heart, you will find me and I will bring you back from where you were taken as prisoners. I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you away. Our text today centers around a man named Naaman. If we look at how Naaman is introduced to us, it's typical of how people look at us. He's described as being important, respected, and brave. But despite all the positives, there's a significant but in his life. Naaman was considered important, but he was a leper. He was respected, but he suffered from an incurable and debilitating disease. He was brave, but disease had left him physically disfigured and socially isolated. My brothers and sisters, we must never forget that no matter what we achieve in life, there will always be people who define us by the buts of our lives. You're smart, but. You're talented, but. You're good looking, but. People use our buts to disqualify us. People use our buts to marginalize and dismiss us. No matter what we're blessed to accomplish in this life, we must never forget that there will always be some things and some people in our lives who will remind us of our deficiencies. Naaman was important, respected, and brave. Yet at this point in his life, he was being defined not by what he had, but by what he had lost. And the thing that Naaman desired most in life was to get back what he lost. It mattered more than his titles. It mattered more than his achievements or his financial security. And for a long time, it looked like Naaman would never be able to get back what he had lost. But God intervened in Naaman's life to help him get on the road to recovery. The scripture says that there was a young girl from Israel who was a servant to Naaman's wife. And as she observed Naaman's situation, she surmised that 
for Naaman to experience the recovery that he was looking for, he had to first make a discovery of great importance. He had to find within himself the ability to submit to the will of God. So she said to Naaman's wife, I wish my master would go and see the prophet who's in Samaria. He would heal my master of his skin disease. Our church, wherever you go and whatever doors of opportunity open for you along the way, I hope you don't forget what you learned at home. The Lord has blessed us with tremendous talent and abilities. But regardless of where our talents take us, we must always remember what we learned at home. At home, we learned that Jesus is a rock in a weary land and a shelter in the time of storm. At home, somebody told you that you can call on the Lord at any time and he'll hear you when you call. Remember what you learned at home because there's going to come a time when you need it. When Naaman got the news, he was excited at the prospect of recovering what he had lost. He got letters of commendation from his king, hoping that his connections would be helpful in his quest for recovery. He gathered up all the money that he could and all the clothing that he could. He expected his wealth to help him in his recovery. But what Naaman didn't realize was that there comes a time in life when nobody and nothing can help you but the Lord. Oh, my brothers and sisters, if you want to experience recovery, it begins with realizing that the most important things in life can't be bought with money. The most important things in life can't be procured through political inducements. They can't be obtained through formal education. But we can experience recovery if we're willing to seek the Lord with a sincere heart. So many are used to bargaining their way through life. But you've forgotten that some things aren't for sale. You can't buy peace of mind. You can't deal your way to spiritual contentment. Naaman discovered that when he brought his stuff with him, his stuff proved to be ineffective. He went to the king, and the king sympathized with his situation. But the king told Naaman, I'm not the one who can help you. 
And church, we need to remember that there are some who sit in high positions, but their position can't always help us. We need help that can only come from the Lord. Naaman went to the king and the king sent him down to the prophet Elisha. And when Naaman got to Elisha's house, he expected Elisha to go through some protracted process to heal him. But the scripture says Elisha never even came outside his house. What he did was send Naaman instruction as to how he might get healed. He said, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Elisha's response made Naaman mad because while he was looking to recover what he had lost, he had not yet realized that he had to make an important spiritual discovery. Naaman didn't just have a sickness of the body, but he was suffering from spiritual ignorance. As far as Naaman was concerned, what Elijah had instructed him to do was beneath his dignity. And church, can I tell you that too much pride can stand between us and our discovery of the power of God in our lives. Too much pride can keep us from recovering what we have lost. One reason why we can't really hear what Jesus is saying to us is because we think that doing what Jesus says is beneath our dignity. We can't love people who hurt us because it's beneath our dignity. We can't forgive people who wronged us because it's beneath our dignity. We can't serve people who need us because it's beneath our dignity. Well, let me tell you, if you want to hold on to your dignity, go right ahead. But your dignity comes at a high price. Your dignity estranges you from God. If you really want to get back what you lost, then you need to humble yourself. You need to say from your heart, it's me. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. When Naaman got word from Elisha as to what he needed to do, he stormed off and he was headed back home. But Naaman's servants caught up with him and gave him some good advice. They said, you've come too far not to even give God a chance. And church, 
Can I tell you today, I may not know what you're going through, but I do know this. You haven't made it on your own. God has kept you in the midst of your trial. And you need to give God a try before you storm off, before you throw your hands up in despair and defeat. You need to give God a try. I declare it's the best decision that you will ever make. And I'm glad that Naaman gave God a try. The Bible says that he went down to the Jordan and he got into the water. And I like the way the old preachers used to say it. He went down one time and nothing happened. He went down a second time and nothing happened. He went down a third time and he went down a fourth time and he went down a fifth time and he went down a sixth time and nothing happened. But the man of God said, go down seven times. And I stopped by to tell you, don't shortchange the Lord. Just do what he said do. Sometimes it looks like nothing is happening. But if you just keep on doing what the Lord said do, he will work it out. The Bible says he went down the seventh time. And when he came up out of the water, a change had taken place. He looked at his hands and they looked new. He looked at his feet and they did too. Naaman was able to have a recovery because he had a discovery. He discovered that our God is God. Oh, church, I stopped by to tell you today, our God is God. Our God is a heart fixer. Our God is a burden bearer. Our God is a way maker. Our God is a mind regulator. Our God is joy in sorrow. Our God is peace in confusion. Our God is hope in despair. Our God, our God, our God, our God is able, 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 able. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
if you want to have a recovery, you need to make a discovery. There is but one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. At the name of Jesus, demons have to behave. At the name of Jesus, enemies become your footstool. At the name of Jesus, hope comes out of hopelessness. At the name of Jesus, the darkness of midnight turns into the light of noonday. At the name of Jesus, If you want recovery, you need to make a discovery that there's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus to break every surrender and so we invite you if you have not yet made that decision if you have not yet surrendered to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to make that choice within your own heart pray to the Lord and ask the Lord for forgiveness of your sins 
commit your heart and your life to him. And in that moment, I remind you, Naaman was looking for Elisha to do some protracted thing, to wave his hands, to, to, to make some big, bold motions and animations. And Elisha didn't do any of that because it's not necessary. There are people who tell you you have to do this and you have to do that. You ain't got to do none of that. All you have to do is surrender in your own heart. And if you surrender to Jesus Christ right now, he will come into your heart and he will save you and he will set your life on a new path. We want to help you in that process. If you need help in that way, go to our website, shilohbr.com on the homepage. There's a connect icon, click on it. And there you will share your information and we'll reach back to you and share with you about the decision that you are making. Or you can just call us here at the church, 225-343-0640, and someone will be back in touch with you about the decision that you have made to accept Jesus as your personal Savior.